195% fiction is the first volume of a two-part series in English that is Hindi and English published in June 2018 it is available in print and ebook format Book 3 Chapter 2 Dil aur Dilli Dates written 16th October 2015 19th October 26th October and 28th October off to delhi by end of march 2003 i was going to miss mumbai my parents the radio but most of all i would miss sal i was going to be living with a roommate and not have a cozy room all to myself like i did at home in mumbai which meant no conversations with sal whether delhi would be the green pasture i hoped it would be was something only time could tell i had an annual package that was twice of what i had been earning in mumbai but my happiness soon evaporated when at the end of the month i found i had no savings left because the cost of living in another city erased all the surplus i had earned As for Sal, we were kind of being apart when he was going through a rough phase in life. So I felt both guilty and selfish for being away. Not to mention that I loved being around him, and not being around him automatically meant that I was unhappy, entirely for my own selfish reasons. But still, the last time I met him, Sal seemed healed. healed quite a lot i would say despite the upheavals of the last two years and it didn't seem like just a surface healing either so at least i was anxious about him sal was a total toughie and in the 15 years since i had first seen him he had taken punch after punch and still remained standing in the ring waiting for his turn to fight back and fight he would he most certainly did so i definitely didn't need to worry about sal if anything sal was the one who would be worrying about me ajnabi share and all that but it wasn't such a bad thing at all being totally alone in a new city 
was fairly exciting. Everything was new for me. There was a strange thirst to explore the city and know it. Every image of the city I saw had a sense of wonder about it. And my Delhiite colleagues, they were something else. Whenever I told any of my colleagues that I was a Mumbaikar, they would go into a state of shock. Standard conversations would go something like this. Hi, I'm Radha Kulkarni and I've just joined the mainframe team. Hi, Radha Kulkarni, are you Marathi? Yes, smiling. Oh, where are you from? Pune? No, I am a Mumbaikar. What? Then why have you relocated to Delhi? I could only smile back politely. This would be usually the end of the conversation. So much for my warm welcome to Delhi. It was almost bizarre for a Mumbaikar to be relocating to Delhi. At least for a software professional and in 2003. Anyways, I was soaking it all in. Naya shahar, naya log. Love was the last thing on my mind. But then, love has a tendency to strike when you are least looking for it. And so it struck. There was a new joinee in my team less than a month after I joined. And he was criminally good looking. As a rule, I avoided criminally good-looking men altogether. Uh, I mean in real life. I mean, I didn't ever want to be in the place where I didn't have any control over my own life because I was madly in love. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I didn't want to be putty in someone else's hands just because I was madly drawn to them. So I just steered clear without so much as a glance. Not that I had much experience of steering clear. Because a criminally good-looking man in the software industry was as common as a bikini in Alaska or a snow coat in Goa. But Mr. New Joiner or Mr. Criminally Good-looking or Mr. CG as I called him inside my mind, ended up spending a lot of time together with me. Since he and I were new to the team and I joined when within months of each other, we were usually paired up on tasks, trainings, etc. It was difficult not to be attracted to him. I never realized that when within a month, the courteousness in his tone changed to infectious friendliness and then to flirtatiousness when he realized I seemed to have a thing for him. It wasn't just the together time we spent on office tasks. The other thing different about Delhi was the commute. As against the two-hour commute each way in Mumbai, in Delhi, I lived barely half an hour away from work. While I took an auto to work, while coming back, I would usually be dropped off by my colleagues, mostly by Mr. CG and sometimes by some others. 
The some others happen to include a certain Mr. Also Good Looking or Mr. A.G. as I called him. Yes, inside my mind. He too had joined a month before me. So in fact, Mr. A.G. too used to be along with me and C.G. on our trainings and tasks. He had more of a friend vibe and was easy to talk to. So I found that I could easily confide in him rather than CG. There was someone else I met, Pooja. Pooja was one hell of a hot girl. Alas for the men, she was already taken. It was almost common knowledge that Pooja had a BF and was going strong and steady with him. But of course, you would be darned if that deterred the men from hitting on her. Though most of them kept a fair distance from her, there were an equal number who thought nothing wrong of flirting with her. Pooja too was equally sharp and knew very well how to keep the flirties at bay. She would just smile and walk away coolly, leaving them thanda matlab thanda. Pooja had been in the team for a year, so Mr. A.G. and Mr. C.G., who were leading amongst the flirties, spared no chance to flirt her with every query they had. She tolerated them with a smile and her easy friendliness. We made a good quartet, A.G., C.G., Pooja and I. But most of all, it was a relief and a blessing to have Pooja as a friend. She was my go-to person for all my doubts and queries in my journey in a new city. I didn't know it then, although we were fast becoming best friends, that this was going to be the one relationship that would stand the test of time. Besides these three and my other colleagues, I had my roomies too, all five of them. Dams, that is Damayanti. Shweta, Susanna, Rashmi and Karti. I was put up at the company accommodation or Chamri as it was called, which was a fairly spacious 3BHK with each bedroom being shared by two girls. My roomie was Rashmi. We got along well. In fact, I got along very well with the first batch of my roommates, but not so well with the second batch of girls though. So all in all, as compared to Mumbai, where I had the luxury of a loner's existence at home, here in Delhi, I was learning to sail amongst a sea of people, real people. And I was missing that one person with whom I had spent most of my adult life. Yes, I missed my parents too, but I miss Sal the most. I had moved to Delhi by end of March 2003. It was nearing middle of June now and Sal and I had not caught up even once. It was nearly impossible to catch up as I was forever surrounded by people till Rumi felt she had to go to her hometown. Some of my roomies were from small cities near Delhi while some others were from far-flung places such as Kolkata or down south. 
Rashmi was from Ambala, a city close by, and so she was going to be away only for three, four days. I fervently hoped that Sala and I would catch up in Rashmi's absence. So came the last weekend of June, and three of my roomies had gone to their hometowns. That left just me and Susie at the Chamri. Her room was too far away from mine in any case. I desperately hoped that Sal would visit me, but no sign of Sal. I settled in for a quiet night with the radio. Salman 95% Fiction The music used is the copyright of the music producers and artists. Aimi and Salman does not claim to have the copyright for any of the music used. The song and music credits are as follows. Delhi from No One Killed Jessica Music by Amik Trivedi And Ye Delhi Hai Meri Jaan From the original soundtrack of Delhi Chhe Music by A.R. Rahman Thank you